right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Emirati's got sports. Rick Delgado will be here in a little bit. Family affairs tonight, partaking in. Rick Emirati, how are you? Hey, Big D, how are you tonight? We got two games tonight, but they've already both started. They're already out of the gate, Big D. They're and already you got out yourself back to even. Yes. Oh, yes. Over yes. the weekend. Congratu- congratulations. Away. Thank you. Now, let's see. Rams in Seattle are only 3 nothing, So, we could still – it's in the second quarter. You still want to pick that game or no? Uh, Rams laying what, seven? The Rams are um, – you know, and only yes, yeah. they're laying seven. Yeah, they're laying seven. That's what I have. Um, all right, I'll take the Rams tonight with uh, laying seven. Okay, you <laughs> already have a three nothing lead, and I don't mind giving it to you. So, all right, I so appreciate you're gonna lay that. seven with the Rams. <laughs> I'll lay seven with the Rams in the spirit of the holidays. And the other game is too far gone. It's ten nothing Washington already. And, uh, and Philly was a ten point favorite in that game. Yeah, I don't. So, who were you going to take in that game? Well, uh, off the record, I was going to take <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Laying nine and a half, but you still want to do that? Uh, no, I don't think. I, I know you'd love to give me that, but no, I'm going to pass right now. Okay. No. All right, so we got some how action about, here. How about if you take the five? Philly, what if you got Philly plus four right now? Nah, I'm. I'm Philly looks lost. Jalen Hurts is lost. <laughs> Alternative oh. lines by Paul Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got one game. We got we got a little action. So good. Yes. All right. So uh, five, you said? Yes, five. We're going right, five. Because you're back to square. You know, a lot of the audience, by the way, sent me emails and texts saying it's time for you to kind of not that you're back to even hammer down, bump it to 10, but you want to ease your way into that? I got a tweet too, hammer it down to 10, but let's okay. keep it at five and we'll see how it goes. All right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Paul Nolan, how are you? How was um, your weekend? It was nice. Very nice. Lots good. of good family time. Kids are home from college. Very nice. And some R&R feeling good. All right, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. So there's lots to talk about, but I mean, I feel like the whole night we kind of have to spend on um, what we saw today on from Joe Biden and what, we, what we've been seeing, obviously, leading up to this, this bumbling speech he gave today. It's like they just wind them up, throw them out there, and just say, just say vaccines. Whenever you're in doubt, just say, just say vaccines, Joe. Just one, two, three, vaccine. One, two, three, vaccine. Just count in your head to three, say vaccine. And don't say a number. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> Say vaccine, but don't say numbers. No digits at all. Um, and really for me, and I had Gio pull this specifically in its entirety, because as much, of, as much as the speech itself was just, it's the same old, same old, and of course the media asked no questions, but when he turned to the left to talk to the media who was assembled there is when this thing for me really got woohoo, crazy town time, and he was just... Um, I mean, just absolutely, totally lost, making no sense of anything. He'd say one thing and then the next sentence say the opposite of what he just said. I mean, it was, it was really unbelievable, but he has, you know, no talk today of preventative measures. Uh, no talk about vitamin D, vitamin C, any of these, even the ones that are, I know he's not going to sit there and talk about ivermectin. He's not going to talk about, he doesn't even talk about, he doesn't talk about anything. No, con, no talk about natural immunity. And of course, no questions about it, which is the more aggravating part that someone doesn't say to him when he finally gives him a chance after Jen Psaki says, you know, are you going to answer questions tomorrow? Well, we'll see what you ask him. As if that's an acceptable answer from the press secretary. But having said that, he finally turns as all of his people probably cringe and go, no, 
just walk off. He gives him a, a chance to get a couple questions out. And, of course, he calls on Yamichi Alcindor. And he, not one question. Be nice to have heard somebody just say, you know, um, Mr. President, do you know anybody that's actually had COVID, recovered naturally, and then got it again? Because we can give you thousands of cases of people who have gotten vaccinated and now have this, this idea that we still call it breakthrough. breakthrough. There's nothing left to break through. We have so many of them. But do you know anybody that's had COVID, as Dr. Peter McCullough says, and gotten it actually again? You'd have to really think if, if you can come, even come up with one. So, D, I've asked every friend of mine to ask every friend of theirs. And so far, out of the, my big circle of friends in my life, I've only had one person say that they know one person who got it and got it again and still are unvaccinated. And Peter McCullough would tell you that that's not possible, right, as not Joe possible. Rogan said to him right. on his show. Right. And it's very possible that they had the flu the next time around. Because my daughter came home. She got vaccinated at college without me knowing. She wanted to live a life on campus. She didn't want to be harassed. She didn't want. Okay. You're a grown woman now. Comes home, gets it again. I deliberately said, Here, you, you finished with that water? I drank her water at a principal to see. What would happen next? While she was fully sick, I didn't care. Nothing. That's me. Who knows if I got lucky or not, but I had to know for myself. Gee, I'm going to move over a little bit farther to the left here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, exa- I mean, I didn't care. That's The point is, you'd have to think long and hard, and most of us cannot come up with someone we know had it naturally, recovered, and, and had it again. Dr. Peter McCullough says it's not possible. He says the studies show it's not possible. But we know we get more and more, just in the White House alone, there's, in between the g- governor of Maryland and the, I mean, there's five, six, seven, ten high-profile cases right now. Elizabeth, there's three or four or five senators or congressmen, elected officials who have it, uh, Saki just had it. Larry Hogan has it. Triple vaxxed and boosted. He's got it. <laughs> it's just, it's just and, and they take this, hey, you know, I'm triple vaxxed and boosted, but, uh, and I got COVID, but I feel great. You know, that's why you do it. Go get, <laughs> no, no. I, I tweeted some, something a couple days ago. You know, you know, whoever said, um, you know, I just tested positives for measles, mumps, or rubella, but I'm glad I got my MMRs. No one's ever said that mm. because that's the point. You got it so you don't ever get it. But all these, they run to Twitter. Oh, man, am I sure glad I got 19 shots last year to protect me from this. I'm now positive again. friend of mine and my wife's puts on his Facebook page, I waited two and a half hours to get tested, even though I've gotten, th- I'm, you know, three shots and a booster he's gotten. I waited two and a half, <laughs> two and a half hours in line because I have a sore throat. And then he tested negative, waited two and a half hours a week later because he was sore throat, didn't go away, then he was positive. So three or four shots in, four hours of waiting, now he's positive again. But the, and the president today, uh, Joe, just say, just say, uh, when in doubt, just say vaccine, just say booster, vaccine, booster, vaccine, booster. Every five seconds, just say it. Because that's all he did. 
When you talk about kids, after you're done bumbling, just say vaccine booster. Those kids are more, the ones who can't get it. They're more protected if they're around people who have gotten vaccine and boosted, vaccine and boosted. It's all he can say. So I just want to set the table and remind you, gee, the crazy town I put in. I don't normally start segment one with a crazy town, but tonight it's, it's worth it. I want to remind you of the people here we're listening to, and I want you to stop listening to them. Roll it. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new a new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, Mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every every adult to get a booster shot. Uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. Yeah. So those, again, and by the way, Walensky, I'm, I'm starting to think she's the most incompetent of all of them. She was on Brett Bear tonight. She got a, Brett Bear had, had questions from the audience, but by the way, better questions than anybody in the media would ask her. I mean, she... I mean, she barely, she barely can talk in, in, in sentences that make any sense. She might be the worst of all of them. She might be the most incompetent of all of them. But, that, but there you go. There you go. I mean, it's like they forget we have video of them all along. All the goalposts moving we've done and continue to do. I keep, I keep tweeting all of these different Places around the world. Now, well, we're up, you know, we're up to, we're up to six, seven shots in some places. Do I hear eight? I said it's like an auction. Do I got eight? Do I got eight? I got nine. I got nine. Do I hear nine? Do I hear? Do I hear ten? This is what it's like. It's never going to end. The numbers are never going to end. The insanity. Said it from Jump Street. 
Could have bet on that. I would have been a bazillion billionaire. Million, trillion, billion. Yeah. Yes, Biden numbers. You would have won Biden numbers. Um, meanwhile, the things that should be concerning you, not Omnicrom, not Omnicrom or Omni, whatever, however. Omnicorp. Omnicorp. Omnicrom. <laughs> moronic. Uh, is things like thousands of federal inmates freed over COVID concerns, do, do not have to return to prison, <laughs> DOJ announces today. Oh, that's a good one. You're kidding. This is a much bigger threat to you and people who live in these areas than the Omicron. You're not kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I'm just, I know. It's just I'm so absurd. Kidding. It sounds like you're kidding. The New York Post today, thousands of federal inmates who were freed to curb the spread of COVID-19 will not have to return to prison. That's not from the Babylon Bee? Nope. When the health emergency ends, Justice Department officials announced Tuesday. This is, I mean. Bizarro world. More people will end up dying from moves like this than from the actual disease. It's just, it's crazy. All right, just getting started. We'll spend a lot of time on this. I'll let you hear the president for yourself. You can tell me if it makes any sense. Do some cliff notes. Come on, man. Seventeen past the hour, live from Studio Six B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel Two Nineteen, Pluto TV Channel Two Forty, Samsung TV Plus, Channel Ten Twenty Nine. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night. Paul Nolan's here, Rick Delgado's here, Rick Emirati's here, Geo Fran holding it down as always. Rick's getting in place there. <laughs> How was your uh, whatever you had tonight? Uh, it, it went very well. Okay, very good. Chalk up a win. The boy had uh, double digits in points. Very good. Very nice. Yeah. Um. I really encourage you, if you missed it, to go watch the CDC director on with Brett Baer tonight and some of the questions she was asked from um, viewers. Just incompetent answers. It's like they're, they're, they are incapable of giving anything even remotely close to truthful or what they maybe actually honestly believe. They're just programmed robots to give you propaganda and nonsense a hundred percent of the time it's her answers to some of the questions the good questions too by the way better than well brett asked pretty good questions but better than anyone else in the media would have asked and she just couldn't bring herself to even give one (laughs) iota of um honesty or or um she has zero uh personnel i don't know what the word is she just has she's just she might be the most incompetent of all of them Wow. That's, that's saying, saying a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that is some stiff competition she's amongst, so. Yeah, she does, yeah. And she's, she's, man, she's carrying the flag, I think, for the incompetence team. Uh, all right, let's do some sports. And here with that's Rick Emirati. We got a little action tonight on the Rams game. The other one's too far out of reach. Uh, what else is going on in sports? Well, we'll give a quick update on that anyway. The Rams right now lead the Seahawks 3 nothing. However, uh, Seahawks are driving. They got the ball on the 21-yard line of the Rams. So we'll see. That's second quarter with about a minute to go. Perfect and, timing, uh, that's called. 
<laughs> and you get to see that game on Fox if you're uh, west of the Mississippi. And if you're east of the Mississippi, you're picking up the Philly game, which right now is 10-3. to Redskins leading with, I guess you can call him third-string quarterback, Garrett Gilbert, just signed on Friday night uh, in place of uh, Taylor Heineke. But uh, Redskins are getting it done right now. They're winning 10-3 to at Lincoln Financial Field. A um, couple of bowl games today, Big D. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Wyoming, 52-38 to over Kent State. That's a final from earlier this afternoon. And you got the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's a mouthful. Uh, UTSA uh, is beating San Diego State right now, 14-7, to uh, with about 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. The, the, the live from Studio 6 people can't be too far away. Can't be. <laughs> I mean, I, why am I not into the Bulls this year, Paul Nolan? I'm not into them at all. I haven't watched the one. I'm not into them. Well, I mean, I'll be into the, the These the are kind of four. the crappy – because yeah. it's, it's the uh, – Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yeah. You watch that? Are you kidding me? The Kimmel and Bits Bowl. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. The, the Pfizer Booster Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm, okay. I'm watching that too. Unbelievable. Uh, a couple of more games there. Uh, Kirk Cousins throws for two touchdowns last night as the Vikings beat the Bears 17-9. Good game. Uh, the Vikings 7-7, uh, seven and seven, uh, part of a tight pack of teams vying for the NFC's final seven playoff spots. So they won. Chicago fell to 4-10. And, and another game, which I reported on last night, uh, Daniel Carlson's 48-yard field goal as time expired. Uh, put the Las Vegas Raiders over the uh, Cleveland Browns 16-14. to 14. And uh, Cleveland Browns, like everybody else, they're COVID-depleted. And that's why uh, they didn't show up and play too well. But the Redskins are doing pretty well. They got a lot of guys out on but COVID. But didn't, didn't a bunch of guys come off the COVID list for uh, Washington tonight? What, just now, a couple of guys on the defensive line, like Marcus Sweat, came back tonight. So they got a few guys yeah, coming back. By but, the way, yeah. that's another question that could have been asked of the president. Yeah. Today, How, hey, uh, sir, uh, the, these leagues have 98, 97, 98, 99 percent uh, vaccination compliance in the league. The NFL just had f- uh, 170 players with cases, none of them named Cole Beasley, by the way. How do you explain that, sir? Mm. Mm. What say you, sir? Unbelievable. And speak, yep. uh, staying in this vein of COVID, Yahoo Sports of Canada, Thomas Williams reporting, NHL players officially agree to withdraw from Beijing Olympics. The dreams of seeing the best hockey players on the planet play with and against each other is dead once again. Uh, NHL insider Chris Johnson reported today that the league and players officially agreed to withdraw from the Beijing 2022 Olympic Games, confirming what ESPN's uh, Emily Kaplan has been reporting for the last two days. The two sides are reportedly finalizing the decision with the International Olympic Committee with an official announcement expected soon. So, uh, but it looks like uh, that's pretty much the kibosh, especially after they're postponing games through the Christmas, uh, you know, weekend. So, uh, and NHL backing out. I don't think they really wanted to go to China for those Beijing Olympics anyway, yeah, not, in my own opinion. You saw some of the rules, right? If someone got COVID over there, it was a 30-day lockdown. They'd have to stay quarantined in China. Yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, yeah. Do me a favor. Can you take me to the nearest gulag? I have the sniffles. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah, interesting right, you I'm say gonna, that yeah. because... You know, it's an interesting look. All these teams and players and people now and leagues are going to blame COVID when then they don't say anything about all the human rights disasters that we, right. we none of that's ever the reason. Right. Oh, we don't, you know, there's uh, Omicron, don't you know? Yeah. I really wish somebody would step up and say, I'm glad we're not going because the way they've slaughtered all the Uyghurs, oh, the organ harvesting, oh, the other human atrocities, oh, the social credit scores. Oh, I'm sorry. They're like worse. Than Hitler, 
Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go there though. No, it's the Omicron. We're not going for right, right, right. Yeah, the sniffles. That's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to you. All right, very good, Rick. We'll do some more sports. Let's do a little news in here. Uh, actually, Delgado, you have some stories you want to do tonight too. You said so, but let's do, start the news here with uh, with Paul Nolan. Well, I don't know if you guys saw the the press release on WhiteHouse.gov. Um, I don't know if you guys report on this, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, from the White House on their main page, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we'll get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. That's actually on the website. I thought it was a goof. I had to check for myself. Well, that falls under the um, the unity the unity plan that yeah, Biden I feel said he so wants unified to with bring that. into uh, government. Unity, folks. Yeah, I'm honestly, I, I just can't believe some of the things that, I, that I'm seeing. It, I, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I'm, I'm if you watch the Walensky interview, you can add to that to the list of things you can't believe you're seeing. As she's asked about kids, there is not one piece of data that any of these um, criminals can point to on kids having any significant risk to um, COVID. Not one. There's not a study. There's no numbers on their own website, their own data. There's nothing they can point to to justify their position on kids 5 to 11. And, I mean, even any kids, even under 20, I mean, from, from 1 to 25. They've, there's more, they take more risk in their regular lives of, Falling down the stairs, drowning in a pool. Get, I mean, name, go name anything. There's no numbers, no data, nothing she can point to. She's asked on Fox tonight on Brett Bear's show from a viewer, video question about kids and masks. And she, she just like a robot looks into the camera and says, oh, no, 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 kids should be masked and they should be vaccinated. What? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just... You know, you want you you wonder like the you know it's like the um, it's like the gig is almost up here for most people, and they're just thinking, you know, we just gotta we just gotta press forward and keep the company line until uh, I don't know what until it, 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 it's, it's almost like the band that's playing on the Titanic. Yeah, you know, they just keep playing, keep playing. That's the water keep keeps playing. rising. Yeah. Yep. Like seriously, how how much more gaslighting can we handle before they they they? they that they just say, all right, we were pulling your leg. The question was, will you follow the science and stop relying on faulty studies and end mass mandates for children in schools? She looks in the camera and says, children should be masked and unvaccinated. And vaccinated. I mean, you almost, you almost have to give Biden more credit in his speech today for at least acknowledging that there's no reason to close down the schools. She didn't even... She didn't even try, at least he tried to make an argument as incoherent as he is. She, she, they must be vaccinated and, and, and wear masks. I mean, she's like a robot. She has no answers. She has no compassion. She has no personality.
All right, live from Studio 6B. On a Tuesday night, Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emirati's got sports geofriend holding it down. We'll do a little more news since we only did one story with Paul Nolan. What else is going on? The, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but the Harvard professor uh, was convicted of lying about the, his China ties hiding income. Uh, Harvard professor Charles Lieber was found guilty by a federal jury Tuesday for lying to the U.S. government about his close ties to China. One of America's top chemists, Lieber was found guilty on two counts of making false statements and four tax-related offenses, according to the Harvard Crimson. Federal prosecutors said the professor misled investigators about his ties to China's Thousand Talents program and through his tax returns in an effort to conceal his financial earnings and add a Nobel Prize uh, to his lengthy list of achievements. According to this, uh, the Thousand Talents program is a Chinese government initiative which seeks to recruit experts in the science field. Lieber signed a contract with the Wuhan Institute of Technology to be paid $50,000 a month, plus 150000 in living expenses and more than $1.5 million to establish a research lab in Wuhan. He failed to report this income and lied about his connections. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, that's Hunter uh-huh. Biden. Okay, now there. let's do Fauci. Let's do Collins. Let's do Pelosi. Let's do <laughs> Schumer. Let's do um, <laughs> let's do all of them. Let's do Swalwell. Yeah. How many of you think would fall into the same kind of similar story? All if of we, them. I mean, how many? <laughs> all. All of them. All of them. And I, honestly, we saw this. You know, you know, we we we've seen the relationship with China on so many levels. We saw how much how much more do we have to see? You know, it's just it's. But we're told don't look over here. So, call. I mean, it's not conspiracy theory. He's busted in a court of law. So I'm just so tired of raving about stuff like this. But how about this? This is also in the news. DC radio station is paid millions by the CCP to broadcast Chinese propaganda. I saw oh, this in Just awesome. the News. Yeah. How cute is this story? Remember, we talked about this about a year ago. Uh, I think it was the New York Slimes and WAPO. The both funded a lot of money to pump out Chinese propaganda. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda paid a Washington, D.C. area radio station $4.4 million over the last several years to broadcast Chinese messaging, according to uh, foreign agent disclosure filings. Potomac Media Group, headquartered in Virginia, dis- disclosed its contact with the CCP's International Communication Planning Bureau in filings submitted to the uh, Justice Department. The documents initially reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon revealed the group's radio station, WCRW, airs content from China Global Television Network, including a series of talk shows that portray China positively. Uh, 4.4 million in payments will cover a period of time from July 19th, uh, July 2019, excuse me, to August 2021, and account for social media promotion, production of his talk show called The Bridge, and a China broadcasting the China Global Television Network content. Just and a daily press briefing from the White House press briefing room every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, pretty much so. It's huh. just stunning to me. It's just stunning these how abhorrent these people are. I mean, this is this is treasonous. Just treasonous. So, well, again, and um, I mean, I say that half jokingly because I mean, th- how, th- this administration has done more for um, positioning our our enemies. I mean, again, China and Russia got to be looking at this administration just jumping up and down. 
just jumping up and down going, these are the people in place now that we're going to deal with? China's on the move as they always are. Russia's on the move as they always are. And they're looking across going, Biden, Blinken, these people? Really? I, I don't even think they're looking at it like that. They're looking at, it, at, at them as, oh, okay, finally our investment's going to pay off. Finally. Now we can go do what we want to do because, uh, let's face it, we put a lot of money in these people's pockets over the years and put them in positions, and now it's time to uh, pay their masters. So well, this is, the, you know, when you sit there and you say, oh, these people are just incompetent. They're stupid. No, they're not. No. They think we're stupid Yeah. because we don't see it. And most people don't see it because they're not looking. Why would you why would you purposely look at a company and be like, oh, well, they're working for the enemy when that's not the, 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 the way people normally think that, you know, you, you don't walk in and you turn on your TV or turn on your radio and think, oh, you know what? This is probably negative. It's coming from another country. You're just thinking, hey, it's just it's it's an American company. I want to hear radio or I want to watch TV or I want to get this product or that product. You don't see what's going on behind the scenes. We've never seen it until lately. So, yeah, yeah. I could be. By wrong. the way, I'm sure there's a lot of I'm I'm no, sure there's no, a lot not. of foreign money in a in in a lot of um, media in all kinds of genres of media. I could just imagine what the foreign money in some of these outfits probably are. Yeah, doesn't end. I mean, look, everything's look, everything is a slow cook infomercial. Everything. I mean, well. I mean, every channel, like, we look, look up for like Tucker is one of the few places on Fox you can watch. Is that right. fair to say? Yep. Yeah. Remember we had the whistleblower from Wuhan and he mm -hmm. wasn't allowed to air it and it was yanked. I mean, this is an insider there. He had the guts to put her on and, and essentially the CCP's financial interests in Fox Corp stopped her from coming back on for part two. They weren't allowed to air any of those clips. Think about it. The world we're in. Just, it's always been about controlling the information. All right, 36 past the hour. We'll do some more news in a little bit. So, um, gee, pull up Biden today. Let's go to the end of the speech because the speech itself, like I said, every five seconds it was vaccine booster, vaccine booster. Then he got to the end, and he looked like he was going to leave, but he turned <laughs> left. And we'll pick it up from there because this is where it really got off the rails. Roll, the, roll it from there. On testing, sir, you said we have to do better, but public health officials have been saying for months you need to surge rapid tests for just this moment. Is it a failure that you don't have an adequate amount of tests for everyone to be able to get one if they need one right now? No, it's not, because COVID is spreading so rapidly. If you notice, it just it just happened almost overnight, just in the last month. Mm. And, <laughs> Mr. Did you say overnight the last so, month? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, overnight the last it's month. What a wordsmith. But the alarm bell went off. I don't think anybody anticipated that this was going to be as rapidly spreading as it did. And so the question is, we had a lot of people who have access to the test, who could order them, could... could okay, uh, so just let's just stop it here in this babble. It means nothing. Let's just go back to 20... 20 as this thing our, we get our first case in january and pres think about president trump having no information 
know anything. And think about the abuse and think about guys like Biden and his whole team, all the Democrats, as the president was trying to get masks, getting ventilators, listening to these governors, all the grief he took. Meanwhile, he was able to get all these things done. Ventilators to where they needed to get, PPE where they needed to get, hospital beds set up where they needed, ships good to go where they needed. Javits Center built in a flash. All mm-hmm. of the things. People like Mike Lindell making, changing their whole business over to, to pitch in. All of the private public partnerships that, the, that President Trump put together, meanwhile starting down the road to vaccines, to therapeutics, to whatever we had to do at that time of 2020 where this thing had just started into that rest of the year. And all he took from people like this guy and everybody else in his party was, how could you dare this? How can you don't have enough of this? What are you going to do this? This is a failure at their election of duty. We're now two years in. This guy was handed all of that. And his excuse now is we didn't see this coming so fast. <laughs> and the media is okay with that? <laughs> Overnight. <laughs> oh, it spreads so fast. <laughs> the endless hypocrisy. You could do like you guys could do a best of the the Biden hypocrisy video and it could be like 4 hours long. I mean the 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 testing question back when we started this do you remember the, in the press briefing room the questions and the and the the incoming that the president and Kaylee McEnany and and everybody took on testing, and here we are a year and a half later, and his answer to the same questions on why we still don't have enough testing is well it's no it's not a failure because geez we just didn't see it coming so fast. Let's finish the rest of that, Jay. Hey, for the center. But it also, and all of a sudden, it was like everybody rushed to the counter. It was a big, big rush. And I knew that was coming. So what I tried okay, so to do was meet this is what I'm saying. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> this is where it just gets so off the rail because he, he, because he, doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know. He just said we didn't see it coming. And then he, now he says we, we knew it was coming. So you can't get any... You, you know, this is why they just, when he turned to, the, this is why all of his handlers, Obama and Susan Rice and all of them, probably in the back room, they're watching on, on closed circuit TV, probably went, oh, no, Joe, get out of there. Don't speak, pop pop. Go ahead. And use the uh, Defense Production Act to get a half a billion more tests and figure out how to get them to their homes, get them on the shelves in the store. I mean, so that, that, that's what it's all about. Yes. Mr. President, what's your message to Americans who are trying to get tested now and who are not able to get tested and who are wondering what took so long to ramp up testing? Come on, what took so long? I'm, I'm hearing that from people who are trying to get tested yeah, now before exactly. the holidays. Well, what took so long it didn't take long at all. Okay, stop. What happened was. <laughs> okay, so just explain that to me. Can someone write in and tell me what that means? Wouldn't it be great to have one question overnight. in there? Delgado, if you had one question right now, what would you ask him? Oh, I don't know, man. My, my would be since, uh, remember how many people Trump murdered under his watch? Now that you've eclipsed his kill total, how do you feel about it and what's your goal for next year? 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Wouldn't it be so great to yeah. antagonize him? Yeah. <laughs> it would, so it would be fun. fun. Well, Peter Ducey has asked, asked Jen Psaki about that clip in the press briefing room. And, of course, she's, you know, you know the st- there's no standards for them. Even that, even that question, the way he says, come on. Can you imagine if right. Trump did that to Yamichi Alcindor? It would be the lead story oh, on yeah. every mainstream media news organization. Yeah, he'd organization. be a sexist. He'd be a transist. He'd be any, any is they could, or ism that they could come up with. They'd be like, this is it. He must, he must be investigated for being an ist. Roll that back a little, G, so we can hear that Idiots. one more time from where she asked that question. Even five, five, ten seconds back. Go ahead. On the shelves. In the store, I mean, so that, that that's what it's all about. Yes. Mr. President, what's your message to Americans who are trying to get tested now and who are not able to get tested and who are wondering what took so long to ramp up testing? Come on, what took so long? I'm, I'm hearing that from people who are trying to get tested now before the holidays. Don't well, bail them out. What took so long or didn't take long at all. What happened was... What happened was... The Omicron virus spread even more rapidly than anybody thought. If I had told you four weeks ago that this would spread by a day-to-day basis, it would spread by 50, 100 percent, 200 percent, 500 percent, I think you would have looked at me and said, Biden, what are you drinking? You do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Say that when you say good morning. We'll address that when we get back. Four weeks ago, people in South Africa were talking just about how quickly it spread. to the hour live from studio 6b on a tuesday night glad you're in so we'll get back to the president's bumbling fumbling speech and the questions he wasn't asked there's more to that right g there's more questions than that those two okay so we'll get back to that um and i got a couple good articles on why they're going to once again that statement that paul read in the news is going to end up looking just absolutely foolish when this whole Omicron thing, I believe, runs its course. At least that's my belief. Now, I could be dead wrong, but we'll see. All right, but let's do some sports and catch up with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, the Seahawks did pull ahead of the Rams 10-3, to 3, so I'm right now down 14 points. So looking <laughs> looking rough there. 9-23 to go in the third quarter. And uh, Washington and Philadelphia, it's 10-10, and they just kicked off for the third quarter as well. So both these games are pretty much on pace time And what did we do on that game, 10? No, 5. <laughs> 5. I had 5. I'm trying to get it all back. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to do 10 tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday night, rather. Okay, so NASCAR confirming 670 horsepower four-inch spoiler during 2022 season. Nat, Nate Ryan of NBC Sports. A 670 horsepower engine with a four-inch spoiler will be used at all Cup Series speedways except Daytona International Speedway in Talladega. NASCAR announced earlier today the configuration also will be implemented at road courses and short tracks. The high horsepower, low, lower downforce combination for NASCAR's Premier Series 
is a significant departure from the 550 horsepower package that had been used at most intermediate one and a half to two mile ovals since 2019. That package was predicated on cars being mostly full throttle for the course of a lap during next gen testing at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Over the past month, NASCAR discovered drivers had to crack the accelerator more often with uh, the new car uh, because it has more drag, resulting in a lower lap time. So, uh, yeah, picking up the horsepower a little bit in NASCAR. So, we'll probably see a little bigger speeds too there. So, pretty good stuff. Um, and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver says there are no plans right now to pause the season amid COVID 19 surges. Uh, uh, this is from Tim Bontemps at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, well, why is that? <laughs> why? why is that? Does, what, does he have a quote in there on why? Oh, yeah. He says, as we look through these cases, literally ripping through the country, let alone the rest of the world, I think we are finding ourselves where we are sort of new, uh, where we were going to get over the past several months, and that is the virus will not be eradicated, and we're going to have to learn to live with it. I think that's where we're... (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. You got it. So uh, he said, uh, of course, there's an amount of unfairness that comes with playing in certain cases with some teams where particular players are uh, out because of protocols. But there's an 82-game season plus playoffs. So he feels fairly confident they'll be able to get the season through. And, hey, the NFL is seeing it right now. They've obviously, obviously, I don't want to say they've lowered the standards, but they've relaxed the standards on vaccinated players and testing because they don't want to see more postponements. So. Have, can we think of since August, since professional sports really picked back up obviously nfl starts september basketball nba started in october uh do we have any cases that were in the news of any player of any league other than these soccer players who seem to be collapsing from getting vaccinated of any cases that were severe where the where the they had any issues with this has there been one well these are the most fit most healthy athletes in the world has there been one case that you can think of that's been in the news where somebody struggled? Not one, from uh, uh, not from the NBA or yeah, that's what I mean. Is there one the that NFL. you can think of? Not that we've heard. I think you know, one we, one NFL player had to go to the hospital for some further testing, and but that was it. It was a, just a very minor thing. I think it was one of the Charger players, but nobody was like hospitalized or anything tr- serious in the four major sports in the uh, United States. Didn't we see an NBA player? Dodo Bird straight down. I could have sworn that happened once earlier. And then didn't, some people were speculating that the, it was so. the Charger who was carted off whose arms were shaking violently. There was like almost blood clot symptoms, but that was I don't... Con- yeah, no, we that talked was, about that, that on the show with the concussion. Yeah, yeah. We, we read that. Well, he doctors. wasn't concussed, the big big boy, right? He, he was concussed. Yeah, yeah, he had, oh, he uh, was. He oh, was. Yeah. my bad. Oh, yeah. 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 I right, yeah, saw D. the guitarist. He's 186 years old. The guitarist from Judas Priest collapsed on stage, and he's he's stuffing uh, an aortic aneurysm after getting vaxxed, on, and he was on stage. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. But Richie Faulkner, he almost died at a concert in Kentucky. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's uh, no. yeah. I don't I don't know if it's related. Don't know. You know who knows? But it's it's curious. And the- that's a wrap in sports, Big D. I got a story on Dennis Rodman being confronted at a Florida airport for a mask issue on a flight. So we'll get to that in the next segment in sports. A mask issue. I mean, <laughs> even the um, even the whack doctor who appears on CNN, Leanne, uh, whatever her name is, Crazy Town, says today or yesterday, you know, these cloth masks don't do anything but really kind of, they're more of just for show. Right. It's a decoration. I decoration think. That was on a Crazy yeah. Town That's last night? So when she starts saying that, I think she said it today. When she starts saying that, you've pretty much lost me on the mass thing.
I mean, I wasn't there anyways, but when she starts coming around on it, you know you're pretty much at the end of the rope on the, on the um, you know, the gig is up here on the masks, which is why Walensky on Brett Baer today was embarrassing. Like, who does she think she's convincing still with these answers? She's the head of the CDC. You need to believe everything she says. But no that's my question. Asked. Who does she think believes her at this point? <laughs> Sounds like an idiot. Oh, come on. The CNN faithful. Yeah. The, 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 entire, the entire mass cult believes everything. And they just, every time they hear something along these lines, they're like, oh, my thoughts have been validated again. I'm vindicated. Of course, it's the well, same. Well, I tell you, I think it's smaller percentage than you guys probably do. Honestly, I, I honestly do. I think 30% of the people out there believe the masks work. Yeah. Maybe 25 yeah, okay, about, so that's, about about, that that's probably where I would fall. Uh, but I think a lot of people are just scared. They don't want to be the one. So you always see them in the stores, all they're putting on. Like like I talked about last night with David Zier, it's like I had a, I had a non-compliance weekend. I went to Home Depot. I went to this store. I went to that store. I went all over the place. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask. And I want to see what happens. And I wasn't the only one not wearing one. There were a lot of people in there, though, that had them on, and you could see them looking around like, oh, wow, he's walking around without a mask, and nobody said anything. Nobody came up to me. Nobody challenged me. Nobody asked me to put one on. Nothing. So it's more of, uh, it's more of uh, do it if you want to do it. We're not going to hold you to it, at least around here, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wearing it. I'm just not doing it. No, it's unhealthy. We all know it's on. We've been told all our lives, get outside, move around, get some fresh air, right? <laughs> and, and now what are they doing? Okay, well, for the first time ever, we're going to ask you to cover your face and breathe in the same crap you're supposed to be breathing out. Get that's going to be, that's gonna be healthy. Yeah, right. Wrap yourself in bubble wrap. and hide right. in the I told uh, someone, they were like, uh, you know, I'm sorry to do this, but it's, it's Halloween again. You got to wear your mask. I'm like, I'm like, my father died in World War II. How dare you besmirch his, 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 his legacy? <laughs> The guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? And I'm thinking to myself, my father died in World War II. What you, how would that make any sense? Wait, what? Well, whatever. It, didn't, it, it was a good laugh. Me and my buddy. No, yeah, the guy left me alone. That's great. The, um, the German, whatever they call it, the CDC director there, did you see? He, he thinks going back into lockdown is maybe the move here. And I'm thinking to myself, when we did this the first time, all of the discussion was, what are you doing by keeping people inside? You're just denying and, and putting off the inevitable that when they come back out, they're going to, again, it's like what, that's why I asked Rick about the quote on Adam So If you haven't come to the conclusion yet that this is not, you, you better learn to live with this. Right. I'm not really sure what, I'm not really sure what to tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know many doors that'll stop a virus. You know, I'm going to shut the door. Whoo, it's a good thing I'm in the house. Now they can't get me. Now I'm safe. But there are stupid people that believe that. Again, I played the Crazy Town first segment. You got to stop listening to these people. You, re- you really do. I mean, I know Biden died. The media, these people are they're giving false information. And it needs to stop. No, no, we're not, the, we're not the ones. The misinformation is coming from you and your ilk. Coming up, another crazy town, and a lot more on um, Biden's press conference.
right, top of the hour, hour two, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here with some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati's going to have sports. Geo Friend holding it down as always. Lots to talk about. Biden's uh, press conference is what we're going to spend most of the show on. I want to bring something else up, and I know it's not going to be popular, but uh, I, mean, I don't care. Uh, because it's, honestly, it's, it's, um, it's something I think that's going to weigh into what happens in 2024, and that is the former president president trump is out and about right now with bill o'reilly and uh i gotta say i'm 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 a little disappointed in the fact that he continues to hold on and listen i get i get the work that operation warp speed was and i get it was his and i get the whole personal attachment to it whole ego thing part of it that's definitely a part of it there's no doubt about it but he's out and out with Bill O'Reilly on this tour, and he keeps going in front of crowds, and he, and he keeps talking about how great the vaccines are. And he keeps pushing people to go get vaccinated, go get his boosters. And then Biden says something today in his thing about the former, you know, thanks to the former administration, we have these vaccines. And he goes on Fox News tonight and says how happy he is with President Biden mentioning it. And he says... Uh, he says, oh, I'm very appreciative of that. I was surprised to hear it today. I think it was a terrific thing. I think it makes a lot of people happy. It has to be a process of healing in the country. He's going around with Bill O'Reilly. And if I'm being honest, um, I think this is an issue that's, that's going to leave the door open for someone to run to kind of the, to the right of him on this COVID-19 issue. Because I, I think someone, I mean, I know I've heard some talk about maybe him and DeSantis are thinking about whether they could run together, how it would work, whether he would do that. He's been asked questions about it. He says, I like Governor DeSantis very much. I got to be honest with you. I think if Governor DeSantis decided he didn't want to be the second and wanted to run on the top of the, the bill, I, I think that this is an issue that the former president would, would work against him if Governor DeSantis decided to run. Because he's really been the face of, of this anti-government, anti-mandate, anti-forcing people. I have not heard any talk like that from President Trump. All I've heard is just glowing reviews and push, continuing to push people to go get it. He gets asked by Bill O'Reilly, did you get your booster? Yes. And then he said, and the crowd starts booing. And he says, no, 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 it's a small group, but don't, don't, don't. I mean, I... I I'm not so sure that he's um, maybe exactly where the base of the, where a lot of this party, conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to name you want to put on it, where a lot of people are on on what's going on in this country with these vaccines and these mandates and, and the way people are looking at this Listen, and looking at the data, the fact that they don't work. I mean, say what you will. I mean, I, I don't know. I know. I know it's not. I know that's no, not no, going to no, be popular. No, no. But I, I agree with you. I mean, honestly, his, you know, his, him ramping up and and running Operation Warp Speed on top of his CARES Act, a lot of things that were very ugly when it comes to pandering to an establishment. To me, he did a lot of great things. I mean, in all honesty, he he did a lot of America First things. So, no one's perfect, I guess. But um, by the way, Operation Warp Speed can still be. I have said it'll go down history as one of the more amazing um, 
things that has ever been accomplished by a president. And I still think that's true. See, why, though? I, I, see, I never to, liked to, it because it was just anytime you rush a drug mm-hmm. to, to the multitude without any real testing or studies and without side effects, then, the, and then there'd be no accountability from the drug companies. I just, I, well, that had I, nothing I, to do with him. No, well, it had to do with Bob Dole, who you guys were celebrating. Bob Dole, the Dole Bear Act, right? Didn't that what gave immunity to all of the? Uh, I don't know, think it was Dole. No, it was Dole. Dole gave immunity yeah, to all the, the vaccine 80s, right? companies in like 1984, 85. Now, was he well intentioned? Very much, probably so, because the vaccine companies at the time were saying, you know, we can't bring things to market that are good for the for the people so because the the liabilities too so we're gonna all bow out and they in a in a glut in a team in a collu- effort of collusion they kind of all forced this that dull bear act to happen so look no politician is perfect nobody could please everybody i don't think what you're saying about trump is going to be popular with our audience because some of our audience you know well, which one? you can't ev- have it both ways. Love everything he did, but I completely—I'm not going to be that guy who, who just just because his name was Donald Trump and he did so many great things. Will I agree with everything he did as well? So I'm with you completely on that. So, and I don't want it both ways. I'm telling you, I hated the CARES Act and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous. And I thought him ramming vaccines into everybody's arms is and being so pro-vaccine. Something I completely disagree with, and I still do. So I don't think warp speed was anything wonderful, and you know, and I know you do. I so that's, yeah. that's what we disagree. Well, I again, I, I come at it from the his job was to cut through the red tape. He wasn't a scientist, and he wasn't to me getting it done. Now, breaking again, the you, bureaucracy. You, right. Yes, you can listen to Dr. Peter McCullough, and he, you you got you get a different kind of overview of how much really Trump he cut a lot of the red tape. But as far as some of the, I don't know, you want to call it darker stuff that he references, Peter McCullough references. It's like, how did they come up with this so quick? How did they have a sequence so quick? How did they have a this? Quick? I don't think really Trump factors into any of that. Agreed, I think he was. Yeah. But he could have known a little bit about, right? If we're talking about the history of Fauci and the NIH and his history with the AIDS victims and the, how it ravaged the gay community, right? And then we talk about MERS and his relationship there, and then SARS, and we talk about the H1N1 and all the things that came along the way. For them to be so ready for the COVID vaccine, to me, I, I got to believe there has got to be a certain level of, of suspicion raised when you say that NIH and Chapel Hill was run out after two $3.75 million investments into the research, and then the money started going to Wuhan. So the same people who were involved with the gain of function, were they not involved with the, with, with the vaccine itself? Is there any correlation there? Where's, you know, so I think we've seen some... I think we've seen some some research that says it's a little bit uh icy. I was going to use the word hinky. Okay, I like hinky. I haven't used hinky <laughs> ever once in my life, but I just watched the movie with uh, Mr. Hanky. Howdy no, <laughs> no. who? What were you going to no. say, Rick? Well, I was going to say you got to look at it from a because again, you know, there there's the good and the bad. The good, of course, being the operation itself, the cutting through the red tape. 
all the bureaucracies and all, all the all the stuff that takes these companies five to seven years to get something through was eliminated, which is good. All, all the you know, the, the, the way it was set up, uh, the infrastructure, I guess, in getting it all set up was a good thing. Now he's got to live with that and be like, hmm, now how do I use this to my advantage? He's always, you got to admit, this guy always seems to be looking down the road. So he's got to look down the road and be like, look, if I come out against the thing that I came up with, I'm going to get beat up. The, the media is going to go, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer, blah, blah, blah. And people are going to bash, no. bash, bash. And that's going to be a headline for months and months and months. They're going to use it against him. 100%. That's a phenom- I want you to roll with this, but that's a phenomenal point because he was always up against the wall right. in a war of optics and, and media bites. And you're right. He would have been completely doomed in the court of a public. He would have been executed in the court of public opinion if he didn't go pro-vax. So right. it's, there's a lot of nuance to this conversation. Right. So, so, but, but he has said, you know, it's, the vaccines are great. Get them if, if they're for you. Uh, I think, you know, he, he basically says he's against the mandates. Bingo. He says you should get them if you want them. That's great. Uh, and they're available. Boom. True. And that's the way it should be. But again, I think he's looking down the road being, how are they going to turn this? Because remember, he, he mentions HCQ, he gets annihilated, annihilated with it. Oh my goodness. Ivermectin, he gets annihilated with it. Oh my goodness. Anything that he mentioned, you know, he talks about uh, a disinfectant, the way that they were describing it, and all of a sudden they turn it around as, oh, well, he wants you to inject bleach into you. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the True. animal he's dealing with. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to pull the teeth out of this thing. And say, you know what? I'm for the vaccines. I'm just going to leave that caveat in there of of get them if you want. If they work for you, that's great. If you don't want them, you shouldn't be forced to take them. You know and what? I think that's the that's only position. Point. I think that's the only position he can take. I I think that's. I think you really cut through a lot of the nuance there. I can. I, that's a really. That's a great point. It's just a great point. Well, thank you. I mean, I don't. I don't hear that from him, quite frankly. I mean, I think you put it better than I've ever heard him put it. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hear I don't, that from I, him when he talks in public. Well, I don't think he's going to say, you know, hey, by the way, I've got to say this because in a couple of years they're going to be running again. I, so I, I got to make sure I say this. I right. think Rick's making a good point that he actually I'm not saying he's to... not. I'm just saying I don't hear that coming from him like that. I don't hear well, him say, well, they're good, but if it fits you, I hear, I just hear they're great and everybody should go get them. But he there's was nothing talking, wrong was, with them. I think he was talking, weren't you more talking about when he was president and how he had to be pro-vax to the presidency? Well, not only that, but even even that uh, with that stupid Bill Re- Bill O'Reilly tour, which I don't like Bill O'Reilly. I think he's I think he's a snake. I think he's uh, that stuff is going to come back to bite him. I agree. Because O'Reilly's just, you know, he he's he's a certain slime level of, of his own. But uh no, no I think I think he uh, and I've heard him say, you know, oh, the, I think they're great. The boosters, you should go get them. But he's against the mandates, so it's you know maybe it's not as maybe it's not as firm. Maybe he should be saying, "Look, what what they're doing, what they're trying to do is force it. That's not the way it should be done." I think he should probably take that type of tone with it, and and I think he'd get a lot more. Do you think it leaves um, someone to run to the right of him on that and say, and and take the opposite view? Now, is it to the right? Because let's be honest, is liberty to the right of right. Trump? Yeah. Because this is no longer about right versus left, in my opinion. It's more like, you know, it's somewhere. To me, it's it's all about liberty. It's about individual choice and freedom. And like, you know, to me, is is it to the right of him? I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if you can call it that anymore. 
look, we want liberty. We want freedom. We want individualism. We want to be free to choose. But, but yeah, if some, uh, is if that some, right? Is that to the right anymore? I, I don't even know where to label this stuff anymore. Yeah, it's gotten it, so convoluted. I think if somebody tries to go with the, with the you know, trying to go <clears throat> to the right, as you say, Damon. Well, because I'm positioning th- as pro-vaccine. Right. Is, is there, You're not going to find many conservatives right now who are pro-vaccine. Right. I, I think they'll run into a buzzsaw of he'll he'll be able to show, you know, statements that he puts out, any sound clips or video clips of him saying you should have your choice. And that and that diffuses that argument. I don't know. Okay. I could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. Well, let's see what the audience thinks. If you have an opinion, I'm sure you do. I'm sure the emails are coming in now. LFS6B at Yahoo.com. Tell me what you think. Let's say DeSantis was to say, no, I'm going to run too. Let's just say. I don't think it's going to happen. he says... And, he, and he's all anti, the vaccines haven't worked. We should have been pushing this. We should have been pushing natural immunity. We should have been pushing, and Trump's going all vaccines. You tell me. Uh, well, I think well, whoever takes that position is going to be doomed in the war of optics. Yeah, and DeSantis would have a problem because he's, he's made plenty of statements where he thinks, you know, certain people should be getting the vaccine. You know, especially, especially the elderly. He's made sure of it. So. Okay. All right, let's see what the audience thinks. We'll check them. All right, live from Studio 6B, more sports, more news coming up. Crazy Town, more discussion on this as well on a Tuesday night. Seventeen past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday night. It's time to do some sports, get an update on the game, and here with that's Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? All right, first let's get an update on the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Bowl there, where San Diego State <laughs> leads University of Texas San Antonio seventeen fourteen at the half. And right now the Eagles lead the Washington, well the Washington Football Team. Check that seventeen to ten. There's five minutes to go in the third quarter, and uh, another good game: Seahawks and Rams. Tied at 10 with a minute to go in the third. Rams are, uh, well, they're deep in their territory, backed up almost into their end zone. So that's both good games going on right now in the third quarter. And uh, speaking of football, Bucks Tom Brady opens up about viral meltdown. Colorful exchange with Saints coach. This is from Paulina Dodge of Fox News. Just a day after suffering his first shutout loss since 2006, a much calmer Tom Brady was ready to talk. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback went viral after appearing to curse out New Orleans Saints defensive line coach uh, Ryan Nielsen after throwing an interception in the 9-0 loss on Sunday. Immediately after the game, Brady said it was just football, quote-unquote, end quote. Uh, When asked about the exchange, but during Monday's episode of the Let's Go podcast, he offered a little more detail into what went down. Oh, we're just exchanging pleasantries, he said uh, via NOLA.com. It was a nice night in Tampa. We were just wonderfully in the heat of the moment expressing, uh, I wouldn't say pleasantries, but we were very competitive in the moment. It was emotional. So that's just what football players do, being football players. Uh, Social media erupted with the footage from the game uh, when the broadcast appeared to show Brady yelling, go, 
yourself before heading over to the sideline to then take his frustrations out on a tablet. The Saints successfully disrupted the veteran quarterback yet again for New Orleans' seventh straight win over the Bucks during the regular season. And, uh, you know, Brady admitted they just play him very tough. But, uh, yeah, that really went kind of wild. You know, you got to realize Tom Brady, a lot of kids look up to him and, you know, he's got to try to keep his composure as much as possible. But I know myself in the heat of the game, I'd be a lot worse than Tom Brady if I was getting frustrated like that. Plus, he lost Chris Godwin, his wide receiver, his number one go-to guy. That didn't help any. And now I understand Lennon Fournette is going to be missed for the rest of the regular season. Uh, He's out with that hamstring. So, uh, you know, tough, tough night, Big D. We talked about that last night, though. Tom Brady coming a little off the hinges there uh, on Sunday night. I don't know if you caught that. I I didn't see that when I watched it. I mean, players do that all the time. You get tackled on the other side and you say something, your words are exchanged. I mean, that's whole part of the game. Brady's 0 and 4 since I, he's been in Tampa since he played the Saints. So I mean, it is what it is. And that that uh, iPad was broke. The Surface Pro was broken, <laughs> and that's why he was P- PO'd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. What was it a Microsoft product? One of those Bill Gates yeah. yeah, jobs? Yeah, should, should smash that. <laughs> that thing sucks anyways. Exactly. Um, one more big D. Manu Ginobili, uh, key cog in San Antonio Spurs dynasty, leads list of all-time first nominees for a Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame class. Tim Bomtemp's ESPN. Uh, Manu Ginobili, obviously, he the gentleman who developed the Euro step, which is very popular in basketball uh, nowadays. But he was a great basketball player for the Spurs and their championships. Um, and also Chauncey Billups. Five-time uh, All-Star and three-time All-NBA selection uh, and uh, also Finals MVP in 2004 for the Detroit Pistons. Richard Hamilton, another great Detroit Piston, is up there. Tim Hardaway, uh, Muggsy Bogues. Remember Muggsy? 14-year veteran, shortest NBA player in the history of the game. Five foot three. Incredible. And Mark Jackson also is uh, up, up as a nominee for the, uh, the Naismith Hall of Fame, which will be announced uh, in September. And they'll announce the finalists in uh, New Orleans uh, in in the uh, during the final four this year all right big d that's a rapid sports okay very good thanks rick uh, let's do a little more news by the way i'll address your emails here in a second but just giving a quick glance at what i can see as the emails are coming in it looks like uh oh, looks like big d's not going to get as much grief as i maybe thought here looks like the uh <laughs> you might all be jumping on the big d train tonight so i'll get to They'll those turn here. on you any second <laughs> <laughs> very possible but uh We'll see. Well, I'll go to your uh, I'll go to your emails here in a second. Let's do some news with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Paul? Well, just some quick hits, and then we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, just Anne Rice, uh, best-selling author, wrote Interview with a Vampire. She died. Uh, she uh, succumbed uh, from complications from a stroke. Uh, you know, she was an int- Anne Rice. She wrote some good novels and stuff. You know about um, you know Frankenstein, right? And 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 um, vampire. So you know, I, I thought she was a good writer. So. But she was also very pro-vax. She was one of pumping out lots of pro-vaccine, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. So I hope there was no, I really hope there was nothing that. Well, there's really no one in entertainment, right? That's not doing that. I mean, look at what bet, look at Bette Midler. Oh. God, is there a more, uh, is there a more uh, reprehensible oh, person terrible. ever than her? Oh. Oh, She's God. Joy Behar on oh. Roy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Could be a twin sister. So, I mean, there's oh. nobody in entertainment that's not, you know pushing this nonsense it's the, the, the drones just like uh Walensky is no matter what the evidence shows no matter what the data shows, it doesn't matter doesn't matter it just doesn't matter chicago mayor mandates proof of vaccination for people at gyms restaurants and venues Lori lightfoot <laughs> her uh, quote report. is unbelievable yeah she she sees i i wish we had the video of her. this is it's just full communist uh the move comes in response to an increase in cases including the omicron i'm just gonna call it omicorp variant because that's what it feels like 
On Tuesday, uh, Lightfoot announced that any person five years of age or older will be required to show proof that they are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 to dine indoors, visit gyms, go to entertainment venues where, where food or drink is served. And she said, despite our diligent and equitable vaccine distribution efforts throughout this year, unfortunately, our city continues to see a surge of COVID-19 Delta and now Omnicorp cases. I mean, this quote is, is <laughs> just, it, it, it's what it is. I and mean, that's all I'm calling it for now on because this feels so completely corporatized. Yeah. So it's, um, she said, a Chicago's hospi- ho- hospitality community is very fragile state of recovery. Um, and, and she just doesn't. I don't know. It's, this is a mayor who has overseen the worst crime. And she, you would never in nine lifetimes have as many deaths from the Omicron virus as you will from gun violence in Chicago. If she put any time or effort into, instead of um, demagoguing uh, on this virus as she did, if she put any of the same amount of effort into gun violence in Chicago... And crime in her city, maybe she could try to get a handle on it, but no. She's more worried about making sure you can show your papers to go eat at Morton's than she is about black on black crime and get kids getting shot every weekend with numbers that you. It's staggering. You would yeah. never have deaths from Omicron that even could come close to the number of deaths you have in Chicago on any weekend basis from gun violence. They, they proved the study that it's more dangerous to drive your kid to school. You're more likely to die driving your kid to school than your kid dying from COVID in school. I mean, how far off? I mean, what is it? It just doesn't end. You want to hear about, you mentioned it earlier, but inmates can remain in home confinement after COVID-19 emergency ends, the sure. DOJ rules. No, Dan, what could go wrong there? Attorney General Merrick Garland directed DOJ to grant the U.S. Bureau of Prisons Discretion to decide if prisoners released to home confinement should be returned to federal facilities or remain at their houses. This reverses the decision under Trump DOJ that would have recalled nearly 8,000 prisoners under the CARES Act. More than 36,000 inmates have been released to home confinement since March 2020. According to the Washington Post, many have completed their prison sentences, while others have been reincarcerated for violating rules. Whoa, some of the inmates and prisoners who were <laughs> sent home left home? Oh, Shocking. It's like I the people at the border. It. They don't come back for their... Uh... <laughs> no way. Wow, you're kidding. Good golly. Those tricksters. All right, so we'll do more of these when we get back, but let's just do a couple quick things here on the what we brought up in the last segment. Uh, John says... Uh, Trump has the legacy of his vax to keep up, plus he might be drawing attention to the issue, creating a platform where he will then be able to opine on personal liberties, appealing to a majority of folks in the country. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. Alexandria open. says, never, never underestimate Trump. Do not say anything negative about Trump until you walk in his <laughs> shoes. Okay, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but, uh, huh? Um, Somebody says, uh, who is this? P.G. Robinson says, I think people will still vote Trump because it's not all about the vaccines. My vote is Trump. All right, we'll do some more of your response when we get back.
right, 30 minutes past the hour. So I'm getting a lot of responses from our conversation about um, vaccines and the former president's stance and obviously his attachment to them, given operational warp speed. Give you a couple more here. April says, as the mom of a son who had an adverse reaction to his first set of shots, I've been researching vaccines since 1993. I've never told anyone not to get their kids vaccinated. I only ask people research first. I wish I had. You don't get a do-over. Very good point. I was devastated when I realized vaccines were simply a way to launder money. Politicians mandate vaccines for children to go to school. Government pays for a huge amount of those vaccines. In turn, Big Pharma makes campaign contributions to keep these vaccine-friendly politicians in office who keep laws all nice and comfy for Big Pharma. I'm sure, Paul, you agree with that. Holly says, yes, Trump needed to come out stronger on anti-mandates and early treatment. He had a chance to come out as a leader, and he blew it. Let's go, Brandon. Merry Christmas, okay? <laughs> but that's um, what I like about I like that. that. Let's that, go, Brandon, and Merry Christmas all in the same. What I like about that, I mean, you could just, look, I could love what Trump did. And let's be honest. I mean, we, have, we saw a guy go up against a machine that was almost insurmountable. I just don't – it's okay to say – it's right. all right to be like, I don't love everything you did. It's It's – part of critical thinking i mean to agree with everything everyone does just that to me is almost hard to fathom yeah. well, it means you end up just like the other side exactly where it's uh, like just, uh, it's just like, oh, it's what uh, they do everything that biden says is great you're, you're crazy you shouldn't question fauci because fauci is science no questioning science is actually doing science yeah, <laughs> yeah right. exactly uh steve says getting inoculated is all about risk if one is a demographic with a high risk for severe illness from COVID, it makes sense to get inoculated this is true generally for those over 65, the opposite is true, though, generally for under 65. But an individual, perhaps with help from their doctor, can weigh their risk. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Trump vaccines. Vaughn says, I want to know what he meant by, oh, no, no, it's a small group when he got booed. Is he talking about the doctors opposing vaccines? This has, this has been planned for decades, 20 years of event 201. Trump needs to back off the, the poison death shots, or I won't support them. Okay. And event 201 is all so well documented, and people don't talk about that either. I mean, right. that was that run scenario is all in video. You could watch it all. You could watch it all. I mean, it was so it was so damning, in my opinion. Donna says, I'm so happy someone in the media has finally brought up the issue of President Trump and the vaccines. Finally, people might start thinking like I've been thinking since the moment I saw his daughter take the jab on national TV. I get that initially Trump had to support it. It was his initiative. However, there's been so much data that has come out contradicting what was originally uh, those vaccines were supposed to, you know, originally what they were for. I voted for Trump and I'm a huge supporter until the vaccine stuff and now his continued support of it. I feel he did a lot of things that were great for the country, but now I'm not so certain that his ego hasn't taken precedent. I have an interesting one here from Mike, uh, Mike okay. Rocco. Delgado was right about Trump. He would have been killed in the court of public opinion if he didn't do anything. Besides, if his plan had gone through, the vax would have only been used for elderly people and with other illnesses. People on uh, people planned. He planned on flooding. Sorry, he, people planned on flooding the country with HCQ and ivermectin. It's in Dr. Peter Navarro's book. Dr. Peter Navarro has, is an interesting guy to follow. So this is an interesting one, too. I like this. Okay, Lisa says, I think he should have come out and said there should be a choice. No mandates, no masks. Does he have a stock in pharmaceutical companies pushing these experimental gene therapies? That's the million-dollar question. No one should be forced to accept an experimental medical treatment, okay? 
Uh, Chantel says, hello from Georgia. I would, I would have to agree with Delgado on this. Since Trump helped create the vaccines, he can't go against what he created. He has to agree that they are good and you should get it if you want it and not mandate it. Well, you know, I don't, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know that I agree with that. Just because you created something, I don't think you have to, for the life of it, continue to say it's good when there's overwhelming data that it's not, it's intended use is not working. Right. I mean, that's just a fact at this point. Yeah. And a scary thing that I brought up yesterday on yesterday's show was the fact that, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but a certain district, Eastport South Manor here on Long Island South Shore, has just introduced a new doctor, a heart doctor, to uh, train their nurses and coaches on how to deal with sudden cardiac arrest. Hmm. Yeah, I, I tweeted this about a week ago when it came out. So, yeah, I, I did see this letter that and, went to all parents. Yeah, and, and you know, it kind of makes you scratch your head. It's like, well, why? Because, because, well, we're seeing an uptick. Why? Where's that coming from? And again, you know, it, it traces it right back to what are people doing? And, and you see the propaganda, too. They're, they're dragging their kids. Oh, we're going to get my kid. Uh, I talked to my doctor, my doctor, said, and I asked her, do you have your kids vaxxed? You know, come on, stop. How about uh, 31G, speaking of that? You can fire up that if you have it. Speaking of this, the propaganda, roll that. Dear Santa, I don't want games. I don't want toys. Just get me the COVID vaccine. What? This holiday season, there's no better gift than peace of mind. Get vaccinated today. Visit COVID19.nj.gov. Yeah. That's oh. Oh, Virginia says the vaccines don't work. They're not effective and they're potentially dangerous to health and life, even to death. No one outside. If a new drug study should be taking them, no one can say for certain that they are good, useful medicines. We have yet to see the long-term adverse effects. What we have seen does not produce the desired result hoped for. Bingo. So, uh, John says I'm with Paul on my opinion about Trump. I have heard him say it shouldn't be mandated after being booed for praising it in Alabama. But Big D is right. If Trump keeps praising the vaccine, it will open the door for someone with big um, you-know-whats to run against him. Side note, you guys are awesome. I try to watch every night. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris says, I'm a MAGA patriot through and through, and I love Trump, but I don't think he should be boasting about the jab or the boosters. He should just sit back and let Biden have all the credit since... He's the one who wanted to force them. Peter Navarro said that uh, him and Trump's plan wasn't just for vaccines. It was vaccines and therapeutics, which would have had this virus under control by now. But all the Biden administration will push is the vax. They won't say anything about therapeutics. So Trump should let them own it. You know what? More nuanced opinions. So Good stuff. Everything is critical. A lot of critical thought here. A lot of good. Well, that's why, yeah, I mean, I don't usually spend a segment going through these, but I think it's important because I think this has to, you know, I don't know why he's doing this tour with Riley, but I, I don't think it can be looked at so far as a, as, a positive, as a positive. For me, it's not, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rose says, Trump is totally wrong to be anywhere O'Reilly, um, to be anywhere with O'Reilly. He should have brought up the treatments to use against COVID, infusions, ivermectin, steroid, dexamethasin. The vaccine has caused tremendous heartache on many people. Their voices have been silenced. He should speak for them, fight for them. Very disappointed in President Trump. He needs to admit the vaccines 
were rushed. Um, I still support him, but he needs to wake up on this issue. Okay, so. You know, didn't Riley have some issues with uh, when he got fired about inappropriate behavior with like women? Right? Is that didn't that happen, or was that was he cleared of all that? Yeah, uh, he had some issues. I don't know if they ever pursued it. I mean, he, there, there I, may have been an out of court settlement. Who knows? Yeah, and uh, I just, I just still think he's such a blowhard who had yeah. the in, didn't listen to any guest ever who came on the air. He was always a bully, um, and he always like kind of towed the neocon line, which. Really was proven to be bad policy. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't get that optic. You want to be with a real conservative, you know. All right, G, cancel the uh, Bill O'Reilly booking on the show for me, thanks. <laughs> uh, Rich says, I think Rick nailed it. Trump cannot say anything negative against what he helped create. Besides, the country and the media demanded action. He delivered it. A so-called vaccine does it work? Time may tell us it does not. Besides, a vaccine promises immunity polio measles mumps that's well that's kind of what i said before no one ever said hey i just got tested positive for measles so glad i got my shot no and that's, it's, that's it's not fair to say to this work. really isn't a vaccine too right yeah turning into more of uh what uh, more of like a quote-unquote therapeutic yeah that it might last for a little bit but then you got to keep taking it yeah uh, Jess says, hey, I've got to start by saying I love you all, never miss you in the last year since I have found you. Thank you very much. I agree with both views. But however, with being a diehard Trumpard, I have to agree with Big D. He could have said the same thing, but firm and outspoken on mandates and telling fans that just a few don't do that. I watched that speech and I about threw up in my mouth. It was weak, came off as weak. And for the first time, as a true supporter of him, I got kind of a sour taste in my mouth as well. Mm. Okay. Um, Augie says Trump could have mentioned the VARS data and gracefully backed away from his vaccine position. Now, unfortunately, he's painted himself into a corner with a strong and outspoken uh, supporter. Right. Uh, that he'll never get vaxxed uh, and a portion of his base that will never get vaxxed and looks at those pushing the vax as their enemy. Okay. Yeah, I find it odd that he say he took the vaccine. It's like, why? You've already had it. You 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 did the uh, he he did what Regeneron or something like that yeah. when he had it. So it's like, well, you have natural immunity. Why would you ruin it by pumping a drug into your system? Well, the booster specifically, sure. Yeah. Um, here's one that also, by the way, I think is I think is an issue. And this is from um, well, there's no name. It says little bit little bit, sir. I strongly feel that Trump was putting way too much faith also in Dr. Fauci. Recently, he was asked about him and said, well, he didn't. He said, um, he said, I didn't fire him because if you fire him, then you're going to have a windstorm on the left. You know, like the left's going to get all up in arms if he had fired Fauci earlier on. Right. He says, as now we know, he has led this country down a very divided road. He needs to stop. I, I trust Fauci about as far as I could throw him. Yeah, but and you I, throw that little guy up. And I couldn't even lift him. I truly believe the truth will prevail and Fauci will be held accountable. And, um, so that, and that brings up the point of the people around him. And he and being asked about Fauci, as he was by, I believe, Maria Bartiromo lately, and he said, well, I, I, didn't, I wanted to get rid of him, but I didn't because then you have a firestorm on the left or something like that, he said. I don't, I don't think that's going to resonate with people either, that answer. You didn't fire I, I him because you were afraid of, you know. But isn't it more, again, the, the endless battle against the media, optics, sound bites? I mean, he was up against it. Anything right. he said 
he was up against it. It didn't, it, like, no matter, when he would act like he was in a boardroom and he would ask guys, bounce it, spitball, let's ideas, come on, everybody give me what you got. They would cut and clip everything they could and, and crucify him. He, he gets rid of a 40-year-old, polit, 40-year politician from the Bush administration, through Obama, through every media. He's, he was entrenched in media. Yeah, not only that, I think, uh, I, I think, and, and I think it was Dr. Scott Atlas I heard it said, you know, he, he, he was there and seeing all these bureaucrats, the people that have been there, the people that are supposed to know better, giving them all this bad uh, advice. And when you're inundated with, well, I could take advice from this guy, this guy, this guy, and it's all bad. It's like, you know, what, what do you have to work with? Yeah. I, th- I think it's a, uh, an unwinnable situation in something like that. Unfortunately, yeah. well, it's certainly it's certainly a topic for discussion because obviously um, he seems to be out and about more and more. I, I know today he said he's going to do a press conference on January sixth. Obviously, the one year anniversary from the um, January sixth, as we refer to it now. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see. And, and as we're getting closer, I mean, listen, um, I think a lot of people have very good opinions on this. So I don't know that there's one that's right or wrong, and. Um, We'll see. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Thank you all for your emails. They keep coming in. Man, we hit a uh, hit the mark here with this one. So keep sending them. We'll get some more before the end of the show. We're back right after this. from Studio 6B. One more email. I think the most important one that's come in from Virginia. She said, love this show. Four handsome and smart guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I better adjust your set. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's one of those handsome, smart guys, and that's Rick Amorati. What's going on in sports, hey, Big D. Well, it's getting late in Philly. Lincoln Financial uh, Eagles just went up 27-17 over Washington. Seven minutes and 46 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they find their way right to the number. Yeah, don't they ever? And speaking of that, the Rams right now lead the Seahawks 17-10, to uh, which is right at the spread. But the Seahawks uh, are in a little bit of trouble right now. Now is the Rams have driven to the Seattle 21-yard line. There's two minutes to go in that game. Third and 13. We'll see if the Rams probably will kick a field goal, and then that would cover the spread for Slick Rick. But I don't want to jump ahead of things or jinx myself, so we'll have to see. But uh, 17-10 in SoFi Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to jinx myself. (laughs) Hey, Paul, are you here tomorrow night? (laughs) I'm always in trouble with Paul. And, uh, hey, Dennis Rodman confronted by police at Florida airport over mask issue issue on a flight. Uh, Robin was reportedly cooperative with police and sent on his way without an incident. This is from Paulina Dodge Fox News. I have to get into this story, even though it's really about nothing, but, you know, it's Dennis Robin. Uh, anyway, legendary NBA player Dennis Robin was confronted by law enforcement at an airport on Monday after failing to properly comply with federal mask mandate for travelers while on a flight to Florida, according to one report. Witnesses on a JetBlue flight flying out of Los Angeles told TMZ Sports 
reports, another reliable source, that the five-time NBA champion was asked four separate times to keep his mask on, covering both his nose and mouth, but lowered it each time to his chin. According to the report, Rodman uh, would not immediately fix his mask when asked. Law enforcement sources told the outlet that Rodman was complaining that he was having trouble breathing. Uh, Rodman reportedly spoke with the deputies from the Broward County Sheriff's Office after landing, and sources told TMZ Sports that he was cooperative and sent on his way. While Rodman's situation was resolved, the mask requirement has contributed to a spike in altercations on flights and other forms of public transportation. So I guess Dennis, like a lot of people, has his mask below his nose. And, you know, I like your analogy, Big D. Uh, That mask works against the virus like mosquitoes flying through a chain link fence. You said that last week, and that is stuck in my brain. It does as much underneath his nose as it does above his nose as it does under his chin. (laughs) Or over his head. Wherever you have it placed or on top of your head, it, it does exactly the same thing no matter where you wear it, Yep, which is nothing. And just one more story out of the NBA real quick. Warriors coach Steve Kerr named head coach of the U.S. men's national team. Uh, this is Chalina Goldman, a yard barker. Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr can add yet another accomplishment to his sparkling coaching career, being named the next head coach of the USA men's national team. Kerr, 56, was an assistant coach under Greg Popovich at the Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo last summer. And Kerr will coach the team at the 2023 World Cup in the Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. I know the LFS 6B crowd is just dying in a wait for that one so anyway big d back to you and uh we'll, we'll see what happens with the rams and the seahawks and so far all right very good thanks rick um before we do news with paul i want to just bring your attention to i just shared on our twitter another study as i try to bring you as many of these things that offer good information as possible from the cleveland clinic today uh study suggests steroid nasal sprays may help improve outcomes in severe COVID disease. This is something that, again, Dr. McCullough has talked about in his, um, which also I shared, by the way, a study about iodine, some form of iodine that you, he he goes through it on Rogan, but there was actually a study of it, of flushing of the nasal um, and gargling with it, uh, improving. Oh, yeah. You talked about the, uh, like the neti pot kind of thing, right? I don't know if he talked about it with a neti pot or he talked about it actually. I don't remember. You have to listen to it. But there's a study in the Cleveland Clinic about, again, more, just more things, in, you know, uh, dealing with the nasal cavity and how much of the disease stays in there and how much you can, you know, you can limit that if you're on top of it from the start. So it's on our Twitter at LFS6B. You can go there and see it. Uh, all right, Paul, any other news you want to get to? You know, I'll just briefly touch on an Ivy League researcher hits brick wall with medical journals on COVID vaccine death study. Columbia University researcher who estimates the COVID vaccine death uh, related deaths are underreported by a factor of 20. He told Just the News this, that medical journals are rebuffing his research largely for not very substantive re- reasons. His study has been uh, desk rejected by over 10 editors in medical journals. Uh, I've lost count at this point, said Spiro uh, Pantanzados. Uh, uh, those uh, turning him down include widely recognized standalone journals and publishers and a few more specialist ones, said uh, Pantanzados. Uh, he said that the uh, research scientists at the New York State Psychiatric Institute also rejected him and he said some of them focused on some very uh, perplexing uh, uh, excitements, uh, like the methods and results within the wrong section. He said it's, it's rare to cite such minor errors during the screening stage. 
And he said that uh, using U.S. and European data sets and studying regional variation on vaccine rates, uh, Pantazados and the Israeli-based uh, research um, a group claim that they were able to predict all-caused mortality and non-COVID-related deaths in subsequent time periods. So this is a really an interesting article on Just the News. I think people should go back. It's really deep, but I wanted to touch on it because it, this is like such important data. And um, John Solomon has done, a, and, and uh, Greg Piper at Just the News have really done a great job reporting on this. So I just wanted to touch base with it before we, you know, kind of end the news segment. I really think everyone should go check this out. All right, very good. Um, gee, I know we don't have time for the other crazy town. We'll do it tomorrow, but let's do the LOL of the day. Saki's briefing doesn't go as planned. Roll it. You know how we love visual aids here, so we wanted to have a few for all of you. Um, um, and they'll pull these up in a moment as we talk about COVID, which I assume we will talk about during this briefing. Over the last couple of months, we've quadrupled our testing capacity. I'll talk about that in a moment. It's not related to your question. That would have been very impressive. Um, you had said back in, I think it was June, that we would hear pet news on a day when uh, it was a tough news day. And it was a late joke. <laughs> but yesterday we heard about Major being rehomed a new puppy, and a White House cat. So is this like the worst week ever for the White House? <laughs> Believe it or not, Jackie, Girlfriend. I don't have time in my schedule to coordinate with the pet uh, folks, uh, but the pet was a present, a present from uh, the president's brother. Uh, I met the pet this morning, the pet commander. We can call him by his name. Um, it's going to bring joy to the president, the first family, to all of us probably as well. Um, and as I think was noted by uh, the first lady's team, Team, uh, we can expect to meet the cat, a she, as I've learned, um, in January. And this is a very interesting uh, chart, which is why I love charts. Oof. Well, it's good. It's good to know that she thinks at least cats have genders. She said a she. She didn't say a whatever. Right. You know. she, she, should be what. a, she should be attacked mercilessly for assuming that the cat wants to be recognized right. as a female. And not as some genderless ball yeah. of hair. Hey, one uh, one more. I know we don't have time for the whole thing. <laughs> but let's get to 42. Sorry. 42. I saw this. This is the best thing ever. Roll that. State legislature. This is, this is it. So, well, the Let's Go Brandon momentum isn't dying down soon. This time, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was confronted by an anti-Biden voter while she was speaking in San Francisco. The man continued to scream USA during Miss Pelosi's infrastructure event. Oh, she didn't like the Let's that. Go Brandon chant started going viral in early October when a reporter was interviewing race car driver Brandon Brown after he won at Talladega. The reporter thought the crowd was chanting Let's Go Brandon, but they were actually chanting some pretty offensive phrases towards President Joe Biden. <laughs> Unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. I love that mascot. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> oh, gotta love him. I love how they say what Pelosi was speaking. Let's use that word lightly with Pelosi. Rambling, drunken rambling is more like it. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., live from Studio 6B.